He'll make it for sure. Now that's why I backed him on Tab Touch. Hey, Luke. Yes, Gene Simmons. He's probably the best when it comes to this stuff. Thanks, Gene. You've got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hello and welcome to Hoop Seven's Basketball Hustle. I say this every week, Cody, but I can't believe they're up to round 14 wild. <laughs> in the NBL already. Fascinating weekend of NBL action again. So this is an amazing thing to say, and I don't think anyone imagined we would say this four weeks ago. The Illawarra Hawks are the form team of the league right now, and they've moved up to fifth, fifth yeah. position. So they're right in the mix all of a sudden. The Perth Wildcats continue to thrive. Melbourne United, a little bit of a slip up on the road in Adelaide, but they're still clear on top. The Brisbane Bullets might also be on the rise now that they've got Casey Prather back in the lineup. Can DJ Vasilovic put another dagger through the Sydney Kings is another fascinating thing to look ahead to this weekend. So thank you to Hoop7 for making this possible once again. Thank you to TabTouch for their support. I'm Chris Pike, but delighted to be joined once again by Cody Ellis. Cody, happy new year, first of all. Yes, happy new year, mate. Uh, no, good to be back again. Thanks to Simon for last week. Obviously, a, a great episode. Always fun picking his brain. So it's hmm. uh, they're always fun to listen to. But uh, no, look, uh, another big couple of rounds that have that have happened, and lots going on, lots of movement, and um, yeah, a bit of excitement, which is great. Yeah, a lot of excitement. Before we get to all of that talk, how's twenty twenty four started, Cody? Last time we talked, we just got over Christmas, but yep. how's twenty twenty four started? This is your hectic time at work, unfortunately. It is. It is. But I uh, I was kind of off that. Between Christmas and New Year, which was mm-hmm. nice, yes. um, and then first week back is is a bit quiet. That first week of January mm-hmm. is pretty quiet, which is nice. So it uh, it starts to kick into gear right now. So yeah, big January ahead. Yes, only a few weeks until school's back, which means that yes. busy time for you. Yes, very wild, very wild. <laughs> but that's all right. Used to it now. So yes, yes. Hello to Elvis as well. He's over there playing with his new dinosaur toy and lying in his new bed. He looks like a looks like a happy little guy, doesn't he? Does looks ready for a nap, <laughs> which is great. He, yeah. So that might mean we don't have many background noises <laughs> yeah, this week. Exactly. <laughs> Although he's wiggling around, but enjoy yourself over there, Elvis. Thank you to Simon Mitchell for joining me last week. His insights as a as a coach who's analysing the game so closely still, mm. he's asking around for vision wherever he can and yep. analysing these games. Um, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot or, or not, Cody, but did you learn something last week from Simon? Oh, I, every week I listen to him. It's great. And even just reading his... His tweets on, yes. on X now is um, it's awesome. I'm, I'm loving following him mm. and, and listening to him and just getting that coach's perspective on things. Um, you know, it's it's always good that um, we, we kind of have that bit of versatility in our, in our show. Mm. You know, I, I kind of try to give a bit more of a player's perspective, and yep. and him being able to give that coach's mm. perspective is awesome. So I'm hoping everyone enjoys and and is listening and, and learning something. Would you be surprised? Well. <laughs> there we go. Hello, Elvis. Something spooked him. <laughs> um, whether or not it's immediately this coming season or not, mm-hmm. but would you be surprised if Simon isn't a head coach again in, in the league at some point? Uh, yeah, look, I'd, I'd be very surprised if we don't see him as a head coach mm. uh, in the very near future. I think, you know, just over the time that he's, he's been involved with this podcast, we've seen him and his interest grow in yes, becoming a head coach so. again, yeah, which is yeah. great. Um, you know, obviously... 
he left because of just the mental side of things, which I totally understand. And, you know, just couldn't catch a break with injuries and all Mm. that sort of stuff. Always had a great team, but Mm. just could never catch a break. And that drains on you. So the fact that he's he's already up and raring to go and cutting Mm. tape up again (laughs) and, you know, doing all the head coach things Mm. um, is awesome to see. And I think we, we probably see him in the league soon, hopefully. He's Adelaide a good fit for him. He talked last week about how he thinks it's a great fit for mm-hmm. Ryan Gorgian, but yep. I feel like it's a great fit potentially for him too. Yeah, it would be. would be. So, you know, just listening to, to him the, the past few weeks or past few months really, mm. he, he would have a whole list of questions for them, I think, yes. before he, he stepped foot there. Lots going on in the background, which uh, is something that not too many coaches would be too fond of, I, think, no. I don't think. <laughs> but, you know, you get a guy like, like Simon or, you know, like Gorge, you'd kind of give him free reign. But again, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's all depending on the on the staff in the background. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, I, I think it would be a good fit. I think he'd be um, he'd be good there. I, I think he'd be good anywhere, honestly. Yep. I yep. think he could go in and, and change well, change the culture of a, of a side mm-hmm. and really be successful anywhere. And again, if Scott Ninnis keeps winning like, yeah. he, like he did last week, maybe it's his job as well and there won't be a job there available either. And yeah. we certainly don't think there'll be a job at the Hawks because Justin Tatum's got that locked in. Yeah, you'd think he, he does have that locked in uh, at, at Illawarra. Um, but yeah, Scott Ennis has been doing unbelievable. Mm. He, he's, you know, again, similar to the Hawks, he, he's holding the players accountable yes. and, um, you know, everyone seems to be buying into mm. to the systems and, and to what they're preaching and it's really good to see. All right, Cody, before we get to the results from round 14... You feel like the top three would be locked in right now. So we've got Melbourne still clear at fifteen and five, even though they had a had a slip up in in Adelaide, but mm-hmm. they still had a win two days earlier in Sydney. Yep. Um, the Wildcats went down to New Zealand and beat the Breakers, so they're second at twelve and seven. Tasmania bounced back and beat Cairns to be eleven and nine. You feel like the top three are pretty much locked in? Top two, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Tassie in that third spot is still a little in the air. I think mm-hmm. you know we haven't seen. A whole lot of consistency from them, but then again, we haven't seen consistency from anyone below them either. Mm. So it's, mm. it's it's tough to say. Um, yeah, look, I, I would expect that Tassie do finish third, mm. um, but you know, you look at a team like Illawarra right now who are rolling, who have played you know less three, games. four less games than most teams. Yeah. That's that's a big advantage yeah. for them. You know, they're sitting in in fifth right now with the same losses as Tassie in third. Yeah. So. That's big. Obviously, they've still got to go out and win some of these games that they've got to make up. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of movement to go between three and six, uh, which will be interesting. So, I mean, it basically looks like there's only three spots left. Um, Elvis is trying to eat out of a bowl that has no food in it. <laughs> so he's a, And he's had a big breakfast already, so he doesn't need any more, any more food. <laughs> um, the other three spots are now fascinating. All of these teams at different points have looked good enough to be one of the top teams, and they've yep. also looked bad enough to be one of the bottom yeah. bottom teams. So, I mean, right now you've got the Kings, who are still fourth at 10 and 10. The Hawks are now fifth at 8 and 9. The Bullets are now up into sixth. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. with a couple of wins, they're 9 and 11. Then you've got the Phoenix, 9 and 11. The Breakers, 8 and 10. The Taipans, 9 and 12. The 36ers, 6 and 13. Who takes those last three spots? It's, it's really tough. Um, you know, I think, yeah, I think, it's tough to say Sydney will fall out of there. Mm. They're not playing good basketball at all. Mm. They just have so but much they're talent. They're so though. talented. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then again, you throw DJ Hogue back in mm. there while hasn't had a great season. Mm. 
you know, a guy like that can completely mm. change change the the tide of, of how they're going. Well, he's a guy we thought was all first yeah. last year. Yeah, exactly. So is what it is, but that's fine. The Hawks right now, if they keep playing the way they're playing, then mm. I don't see how they don't mm. finish in this top six. Brizzy again, just very up and down. Yeah. You know, they they had that awesome game in Sydney. Mm. Um, played really well, shot the lights out, got some minutes into Casey Prather. Mm. Um, and then just, just everyone that touched the court was just just did something positive. Yeah. It, it was really good to see. So they're they're a team that needs to do it by committee. Southeast Melbourne, who knows, just with their injuries and their luck with that, it's just it's frustrating. I think New Zealand and Cairns are probably the two that while they're lower on the rung right now, they're probably playing a bit better than most of those teams above them. Mm. You know, New Zealand coming storming back after mm. after being really bottom of the ladder for most of it. But it's nice to see a full roster there yeah. and, and how good they can be. Cairns again, you know, just inconsistencies and I think they're their own worst enemy. Yeah. They have games where they're unreal and then games where you're just wondering what's going on, mm. you know, turning the ball over so much and taking poor shots and you know, that I think they can be a force to be reckoned with and, and make that six and kind of throw a bit of a spanner in the works because I really wouldn't want to come across them. You wouldn't because they can beat anyone on, on yep. their night. They, yeah. they could snatch a series against one of those top teams. Well, I mean, they've been Melbourne's crutch yes, right this yes. season. So, you know, doing what they do and, you know, Simon spoke about it and how they, they go after Golding mm. and all of a sudden that just takes the rhythm out of that whole United mm. team. So, yeah, look, I, I can't see Adelaide touching it. Unfortunately, yeah, as, too far back. yeah, as good as they're playing right now, mm. yeah, I think they are just that bit too far back. And look, Cairns is very similar. You mm. know, on twelve losses now, that's probably but, about all they can afford that, to that's lose. That's what we thought. We thought twelve was about your limit. Yeah. Yep. So, look, interesting. My thoughts are probably, I reckon, the Hawks and Sydney, and then it's going to be Brizzy or New Zealand for me. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, if Brizzy can just hold on and, and win some more games. And, I mean, they'll be looking back on their season so far and kicking themselves. Mm. You know, they could very easily be in that third position with some yeah. of those games that they've let slip. And I thought they were going to let it slip against Sydney they as well. almost did. Yes. Almost did. But New Zealand's going to come storming home, I think, yeah. um, with, with how they've been playing. Yeah, especially we can get to it later with Lamb and Cheatham yeah. together. Unreal. That, they're really tough to stop. Yeah. Um, so it started back on, back on Thursday night, Cody. Melbourne United, too good for the Sydney Kings, 101 to 85. Then on Friday, we'll get to it shortly, but an absolutely decimated South East Melbourne Phoenix, no match for the Hawks, who won 116 to 78. And then over the weekend, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers got back to winning, beating the Cairns Taipans, 103 to 86. The Adelaide 36 is probably the shock of the season so far, but fully deserved one with the way they played, beat Melbourne United 100 to 96. And then on Sunday, the Perth Wildcats, 108 to 102 over the New Zealand Breakers. And then, as you touched on, the Brisbane Bullets beating the Sydney Kings for the first time in Sydney since 2017. Mm, Cody, um, you might have even been there. You were, you were at the Hawks no, I was in the the Hawks 2017. Then, yeah. So the Bullets beat the Kings 101 to 93. Um, where do we start? Why don't we start with the Phoenix? Yep. We've talked all year about how for four years they just haven't had a good run getting a full team out on the court. All of a sudden, no Alan Williams, no Gary Brown, no Abdul Nader against the Hawks. They lost by 38 points as a result. Their biggest ever loss. Biggest loss by anybody this season. But 
when you lose three of your four best players, it's mm-hmm. it's going to be mighty tough to compete. Yeah, and it's just got to be continued frustration for the club in general. Mm. You know, um, like we spoke about earlier. You know, Simon had to walk away because of this. Yeah. You know, because of the constant frustrations with injuries and the mm. luck just in general. Yeah, and I've touched on it a whole lot throughout. You know, being on the show and. Basketball is a game of luck as well. Like mm. you, you have to be lucky to mm. to make finals, to to push for a championship, to win a championship. Like luck does come yeah. a, as part of it. And these guys are on the complete opposite end of that. Mm. It's just injuries have just been ridiculous for these guys. And you know, like you said, losing Alan Williams, Gary Brown, Abdul Nader, you know, that's a, a ton of what they do on the offensive end. But well, just the numbers. Those three between them. At- Bring forty four point seven points, twenty point five rebounds, eight point seven assists. That's that's more than half of your production in that's a lot. every area. That's a lot. And then also what they do on the defensive end yep. as well. So it's uh, that's a lot, and it's uh, it's not surprising they went and got absolutely mm-hmm. annihilated. Yeah, look, it's it's really tough. I think that there's got to be growing frustrations in the background there as well. Mm. Um, you know, something's got to be happening for this to. Have, keep keep happening, mm. um, you know whether it's their strength and conditioning guys that are that are not doing the right thing or mm. or what, um, but it's yeah it's just been one bad season after another really yeah um, I mean some of these numbers are amazing so by choice they got rid of Will Cummings and not by choice they lost Craig Moller to mm-hmm. injury but that's another twenty point seven points eight point five rebounds three point two assists that they lost so I mean that's over 60, 65 points, 28 rebounds, 12 assists that they were missing from their, their best team that they came into the season yeah. season with. Um, they got good news with Godrak back and Ruben Terengi back for that game, but that's only making up nine points and five rebounds yeah. of what they're missing. I mean, have you ever been part of a team that's been that decimated? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, and it's never fun. Mm. It's never fun. You know, I think that you know getting Gak and Terengi back is really good, but... You know that's their their bench stock. You yes. know that's yes. that's the guys that come in and give you that quick couple minute burst of, of energy. And well, ideally, that's Gak giving Williams a rest, and that's Tarangi giving Nader a rest. Yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's really tough. But you know, then you've got to ask a lot of your role players to come out and and be the guy. You know, mm-hmm. in something they're not used to being. And then you know you're asking Creek to <laughs> double yeah. triple his workload, yeah. which is which is a lot. In the first place, so yeah, look, that's a lot. That's a lot of stats that are sitting on the sidelines. How hard is it to judge the job that Mike Kelly's doing right now, just because of the personnel issues he's had to deal with the, the whole season? It's nearly impossible. Mm. You, you just you can't judge it at all. You mm. know, you know, reading people tearing him to shreds on on X after their mm. loss to the Hawks, and no, there's, so, well, there's nothing what do you expect? Do. You know? Nothing more a coach could do in that situation. Well, that's it. You take out your three imports, which you kind of revolve your team around, <laughs> yes. and you know, like you said, missing 45 points and 20 boards and nine assists. Mm. You take that out of any team, they're going to get smacked. You know, regardless of, of who's coaching, you know, what team it is, mm. that's going to happen. Well, the team they played against, it's almost like taking Sam Froling, Justin Robinson, and Gary Clark out of the Hawks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't even compete. Like, mm. not even close to compete, which is what we saw. So, yeah, look, I think it's I think it's almost impossible to, to judge how he's mm. been this season. Do you think they can still turn it around and at least make a play-in game, though? 
I don't think so. Mm. Not at this point, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's just hard to see. They've just had no continuity. They've found it hard to to really get into a rhythm, you know, where you see on the opposite end of the scale the Hawks who mm-hmm. are really hitting a rhythm now yeah. and, and hitting their stride and have some confidence. And um, So, no, I, I don't think so. They're also running out of time. I mean, yeah. There's only five weeks of the season yep. to go. It goes quick. Um, Sydney Kings. Last week, Simon talked about how he feels like they've got the tools where they can still be a championship-caliber team. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's impossible to argue against because yeah. of the, the pure talent they've got. But they they could be the most talented team in the league mm-hmm. individually. Yeah. That's kind of what they're playing like right now. So they're 10-10. Yeah. and 10. They've lost four of their last five games, seven of the last 10, and four of the last five at home. Yeah. What are you seeing from the Kings right now after their losses to Melbourne and Brisbane? Yeah, look, like you said, just individual. Mm. It's it's very much just, I guess, well, especially late in the games. It's very much give Jalen Adams the ball mm. and just kind of let him do mm. his thing. Yeah. Uh, the rotations have been very strange. Mm. Uh, there's been what seems like very little adjustment in game. Um, I touched on that about a month ago, mm. and they kind of started this little skid that they've had. Mm. Um, it, it seems like they go into a game with a game plan and don't change it at all if it's yep. working, not working, getting obliterated. <laughs> they just kind of stick with it. We saw that with their zone defense they used. Yeah. It works great when you surprise a team with it, but eventually you get worked out. Well, they threw it against Brisbane, and Brisbane yeah. went bang, 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 three straight triples. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think after the second one, you need to get out of it. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, they let a third one get off and, yeah. and make that. And it's nine points in three possessions. That's, that's a lot, you know. So, yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, you know. Valentine's been up and down. Hogue's out again, unfortunately. Mm. And even when he's in there, we haven't seen the ball in his hands a whole lot. So, again, he hasn't been able to get into a rhythm. He had a disrupted off-season. So, you know, he's obviously not coming into the season at his full potential anyway. Mm. Which, I mean, it sucks because, you know, we had him in all first team last year with Cairns. And, uh, again, probably unlucky to to not make that. I think he was, yeah. But... You know, who do you take out of that one last year? But, you know, it, his responsibility is obviously a lot different here in Sydney. Mm. And, um, yeah, look, uh, it's just it's it's been very individual and it seems like either the team's lost, lost faith in the coach and the system and they're just kind of off doing their own thing. Mm. Um, but, you know, going back to rotations, guys like Angus Glover, mm-hmm. he came on... And was a spark for them against Brisbane. He, he, he has been pretty much every time he's played. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what he does. That's why you know he played so much mm-hmm. for the two championship Kings teams. <laughs> and he could have been grand final MVP. Uh, yeah, last exactly, season. exactly. And you know, it's I, I'm not sure what's going on. Mm. Um, um, you know, I think the coach is obviously not a massive fan, which mm. is you know is what it is, and that that happens. Mm-hmm. But it, it was tough because he he played five or six minutes when he came on in that third quarter. He was a minus six, which mm-hmm. isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. But, again, that's not solely it's not his, his problem. Yeah. No. But, again, he, 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 was, he kind of sparked their little comeback to start with. Yeah. Played like a minute and a half and then came back off. Hit a three, got a good little stop, dove on a loose ball, and then dragged. Mm. I just, I'm, I'm not sure what the rotations are and, and why certain guys are playing more than, than him. 
because I just think he gives the energy that they need. Mm. They need that, that someone with that grunt yeah. and that willingness to, to do all the little things. And look, Brucey is certainly one of those guys as well, mm. but he's playing major minutes. and <laughs> He's starting. Yeah, and he's a guy like Angus that needs to be in, out, in, out, mm. come on, give that burst of energy, mm. go bump someone, yeah. piss them off, <laughs> yes. which is what he does best. But when he's playing major minutes, that kind of falls to the wayside a little bit because yep. um, you don't get away with it when you're doing it mm-hmm. constantly. So, yeah, look, they're, they're all over the place, unfortunately. Hmm. Too late to, to get rid of a coach and bring someone in for yes. sure. Um, but I can't see him sticking around after this season. You touched on most of what I wanted to bring up, but on the rotations, mm-hmm. I, to me, they're a team that should be quite simple mm-hmm. on who gets the minutes. So... I would never have Jalen Adams and Sean Bruce on the mm-hmm. court at the same time together because I don't. I think they're too similar in the roles yep. that they play. So the only time I'd play Bruce is when Jalen needs a, needs a rest. Yeah. Um. I would. I'm very happy to just rotate between my two centers with Jordy Hunter and mm-hmm. and and Jonah Bolden, and I would be happy to play both of them together a, yeah. a bit more than they have. And then I think their great strength and why Simon last week said that they're still a championship caliber team is their size and the athleticism. <laughs> But I think you lose some of that when you've got Bruce out there and mm-hmm. probably when you've got Court Noy mm-hmm. out there as much as he's playing. I think their great strength is in DJ Hogue when he's healthy, yep. with Denzel Valentine when he's playing well, Alex Tui and Jalen Galloway because they're usually bigger, quicker, fast, mm-hmm. faster than the guys that they're playing against. So um, I just want to see Galloway, Tui, Valentine and Hogue, at least two of them always out on the mm-hmm. court, if not three of them. Yeah. But we're not seeing that. No, we're not. And... Look, I think Bolden's proven that he can play that full spot just yep. with the way he stretches the floor. Mm. Um, and even defensively, I think, you know, while he's probably not one of their better defenders, mm. he, his size and athleticism mm. makes up for that. Sure. Galloway and Tui have been really good this year. Um, Galloway started like a house on fire. Mm. He was unbelievable to start mm. the season and kind of had a bit of a odd patch. He but got hurt for a little while too. Yeah, yeah. so he's – but he's – been really good. I think Tui's been really consistent for them. I mm. think he's been great, especially as you know his first year. Yeah. Valentine's been really up and down, but you know he has those games where he breaks the game open. Mm. You know, I think he what was it against Brizzy. He hit, I think it was back to back triples mm. in the fourth. I think it was, but they were like his first makes mm. of the game, and then he came down and shot a really bad three straight yes. after that. Yeah. Just kind of. That, that's the things he needs to take out of his game. If he's, and he's be that's what he wasn't doing the week before when he yeah. had that big game yeah. in, the, in the win that they had. Yeah, just taking what he's given. Yeah. You know, I think, and, and going inside first. Yeah, yeah. And I think this league, you know, there's obviously a, a few players that can go and get their own whenever mm. they want, obviously. But I don't think he's quite that kind of a player. No, especially not when you're on a team with Jalen Adams. Yeah, exactly. So, look, I think hopefully we see him back and, and at as full strength as possible. Because, look, you, you know, you and Simon are right. These guys have all the pieces to be another championship contender. Mm. And the way they're playing, no. But, mm. you know, all that's going to take is is one game to really figure it out and, and get a bit of confidence back into them and, and turn the corner. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, oh, crap, we got this, we got the Kings again. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still in fourth spot. So yeah. as bad as they're going, they're still in fourth. So it's... It's they've still got enough room for for error there where they can still make a make a real charge. Um, let's take a break, Cody. Yep. Plenty more for us to talk about once we hear from Tab Touch. Sounds good. He'll make it for sure. 
That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Okay, back on Hoop7's Basketball Hustle. I'm here with Cody Ellis. Let's have an MVP discussion, mm. Cody, because I don't think there's a discussion to be had it's anymore. Like a short talk. It, it'll be a very <laughs> short talk. I mean, coming into the season, we threw up some, di- some different names. At the halfway point, um, because Bryce had a little bit of an up-and-down start, basically because of the team he was on, mm-hmm. it wasn't so cut and dry. Right now, I don't think there's a discussion to be had. Okay. I mean, I don't think there's anyone even close to Bryce's league right now, and Tap Touch agrees because a dollar forty is a very short price for an MVP award. Yeah, I still feel like even that's stealing money because <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, like you said, even at the halfway point, there was a few guys with their their hats in the ring mm. for sure. Mm. And at the moment, I mean, there's there's no one even close. It would, I don't know, I don't even know what it would take for Bryce not to win it. It's, I don't think it's even a form slump. I no. think he would have to get injured and not play again. Yeah, even yeah. then he might still win it. I know. I still think he might actually. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, it was interesting kind of halfway through the season because we were like, well, there's no clear-cut favourite. Yep. And that was a very strange position to be in because mm. every single year there's always, you know, two, three guys that you're like, well, they're going to be in the race. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Bryce will always end up taking it. Mm. <laughs> but um, apart from the Jalen Adams season that yep. he had when yep. he first came in, but um, Bryce is far and away the, the best player in the league. And yeah, it's not even close. Could this be his best season? I mean, he's had to come through the challenges, but right now, the last 12 games, 28.3 points, 4.3 rebounds, 4.0 assists, while copying the physical attention that he does. Mm. Oh, he's been unbelievable. And, yeah, look, I think it's probably certainly close to one of his best seasons. Um, Mm. You know, imagine if he didn't have that little form slump through the first (laughs) five or six rounds. But, I mean, he's just, he's a freak. It's it's unbelievable, and it's, it's so fun to watch. I mean, he just teams teams get away with absolute murder off the ball with him, mm. and you know it doesn't help that he's one of the smaller guys in the mm-hmm. league mm-hmm. and the, one of the lighter guys in the mm. league, and you know it's kind of accentuated a little bit when he gets hit. But again, that's because the guys guarding him are a lot bigger and stronger, yep. you know. So yep. it's just like, and you can you can see his frustrations, even though you know he shoots seventeen free throws mm. against New Zealand, and you probably could argue that he should have shot. Yeah. 25, 26 free throws, yeah. you know. It's just, it's it's insane and, and what he does for the Cats and, you know, just, just how he he goes about his business, mm. I think is really cool to see. And, I mean, yeah, look, he's he's just unbelievable. It's it's We're very lucky to have him in mm. the league. As someone who's played against him, yes. how do you avoid fouling him? You because <laughs> Because, I mean, he draws fouls in so, such different yeah. ways. So if he takes it inside, he's great at drawing contact from the big. Mm-hmm. So... If you do close out on him hard to try to deny him his three-point shot, he's so yeah. effective at drawing a foul inside. If he takes a jump shot, it's very hard to avoid mm-hmm. fouling him if you heavily contest that unless you take Trevor Gleason's advice and go left-hand to, to mm-hmm. left-hand and avoid the body contact completely, but then you probably have less effect on the shot. Yeah. So is there a way to avoid fouling him because you, he draws his fouls in so many different ways? Yeah, and he is so good at being able to change direction just on a dime. Like he's super herky jerky. He's, Mm. he's so good with the ball and then getting up into his shot. Mm. And, you know, the fact that he jumps so far forward on his shot, 
I mean, teams still haven't figured it out and like how to guard that properly. Mm. And, you know, I totally agree with Trev on how to guard that, but it's a lot easier said than done, Mm. you know, especially when you're trying to guard him straight up and then all of a sudden, obviously different on a closeout. They're they're probably the ones that he gets the fouls on more is those late closeouts and Mm. the long closeouts where people just run at him for some reason. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know how you avoid fouling him. I mean, we never figured it out. (laughs) Did you ever get caught in isolation with him? Yeah, a couple of times. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> late, late contest. That's that's about all you can ask for. <laughs> Sticking with the Wildcats, Alex Sars now out with a hip injury. Yes, I think it's a hip. Yes. Um, so he didn't play against New Zealand. They still got the win without him. We've seen in the past that these next stars that end up being high draft picks, once there's any sign of a minor injury, we don't see them again. We saw it with Lamelo Ball, RJ Hampton, Josh Giddy. There's probably more. Is there a chance we don't see Alex again in the NBL? Yeah, look, I think there's certainly a chance. He's, he's kind of been that lottery pick from the very start. And, I mean, now he's sitting at number one again. Yes. And he's kind of been number one for a little while. Hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we just saw him not play again. You know, Ball, Hampton and Giddy were all part of teams that weren't overly... Fantastic teams, and um, from memory, none of them were even even in close mix. to yeah. yeah. So it, it is a bit different being on a team that is a legitimate championship contender. Yeah. But look, I, I guess it just depends how bad the injury is, mm. and you know if it is raising any red flags and, and something that can be an issue later down the track, then they'll pull him. If it's something that's just happened and he's just tweaked it, then you know he, he could possibly come back. Mm but I think he's going to be wrapped in bubble wrap from, from now on, unfortunately. What do you think of the Wildcats? Because it seems like ever since that game at home they lost to Brisbane that they've just been on a remarkable tear. Mm-hmm. And I, I still can't figure out their roster because yeah. it's still a, a strangely configured roster. Yeah. I mean, they've got Bryce like we've talked about, but you know, Keanu Pinder I think is probably better suited at the five yep. because that gives them the ability to have Christian Doolittle, Hiram Harris in the four and three spots, and then mm-hmm. you've got Ty Webster, who's for a guy that's not putting up the numbers that he can, at least scoring, and he's not shooting the ball well, he's having a big impact on their, the way they're playing. And then you've got Bryce, um, and then you've got Jesse coming in, and he's having as much impact as he as he ever has. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's amazing to see that from where he was earlier in the season. I mean, they're still not getting a lot out of Jordan Usher, and you can probably argue they're a better team the less that he plays, mm-hmm. just because of some of the crazy shots he's taking and how poor defensively he is. But it's it's such a strangely put-together team. But, gee, they have to be a title title chance, don't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, any team with Bryce Cotton on it is a title mm-hmm. chance, really. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it's certainly a little bit of an oddly built team, but it works, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they've got everyone healthy, um, it certainly works. Mm-hmm. Ty running the show has been unbelievable. He's been a game changer for them mm. um you know putting the ball in his hands and again I've, I've touched on it multiple times when he's out all of a sudden you've got Bryce with the ball in his hands yeah. a lot more and he's it, not as effective it's no coincidence that Bryce has been playing so well since Ty has yeah. been running the ship so well yeah and you know we've seen that in every team that Bryce has been on there's yeah. been that ball handler well, he's had Mitch Norton he's had Damien Martin, Damian Martin yeah. exactly so you know Bryce is going to do Bryce things mm. but I think he's best suited coming off all sorts of off-ball action, which we've seen mm-hmm. plenty of times. So, you know, Doolittle, 
again, I don't need to half on how much I, I enjoy his mm. game and, and what he brings to the to the team and, and the league in general. Mm. Um, but you know, you look at look at guys like Jesse who are yeah. coming in and, and doing Jesse things, mm. which is which is great to see. And Hiram Harris has been awesome. Yes. He's been a, a bit of an unsung hero. You know, he, he's had his praise, mm. but I think it's still been well under what he deserves because mm. I mean, he he comes in and, and just changes it. Just with his screening and his yeah. willingness to, to do all the little dirty things, mm. and he's even hitting the odd outside shot now. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, and that's a game changer. If he yeah. can, if he can knock those down and, and make people guard him mm. out there, then mm. that's again, that's another game changer. Um, but yeah, look, very very oddly balanced team, but it works. Yeah, Brisbane Bullets. <laughs> you touched on it earlier. They. They've been so close all season to being a really good team and they've lost so many close games where they're in the top six now, but they could be higher had they strung things together. But I feel like they didn't have that winning edge to them. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that guy that they could turn to to turn a game and that knew what it took to necessarily win and take over a game. I know they've got championship winners with Mitch Norton and Sam McDaniel, but they're they're more role players. They're Mm -hmm. not the guy to go to. Did you see enough in 10 minutes and 40 seconds from Casey Prather that he can be that last piece of the puzzle for them? Look, I, I think in terms of that like championship mentality mm. and um, that presence he brings, yeah. Um, obviously, it was hard to see a whole lot in 10 minutes out of him. Mm. And you could see he was a little bit hesitant, mm. you know, not his usual yes. self that we, we've come to, to know with Casey. But again, a couple of years on the sideline yeah. and some major injuries yeah. will do that to you. So, look, I think he's really going to help them. Mm. Uh, and... Even if he's not the Casey Prather of old that we that we know, just him being out there is going to be massive for them. Um, you felt the full brunt of him more than more than more anybody. Than once, yeah, yes. absolutely, yes, um, yeah. He tore us to shreds a few <laughs> times. He's uh, no, he and look, I'm I'm really glad he's back in the league because he's uh, an, an extreme talent and yeah, he he's going to be only positive for the Bullets. Mm-hmm. I think. I love the way he talks because he comes in and he talks about how. The only thing that matters to him is winning a championship. Yep. He's won championships before, and he wants to make this team a championship team. Mm-hmm. Having that mentality on a team that's been a great underachiever, that, that can only be a good thing. Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, again, you know, the fact that he's won multiple championships with Cats mm-hmm. and Melbourne. Yep. He's, he's a proven winner, mm-hmm. and that's been, you know, the, the, the thing about Casey is he's just that winner. Um, and you, you don't see a lot of imports come in and be that guy. Mm. So to have him come into a, a team like Brisbane and talk that way, I think is huge. And, mm. you know, it's no surprise why they went out and got him. I love what Rocco Zakarski is doing. Mm. Um, he's only 17. Yeah. Is he already the best rim protector in the league, though? Uh, yeah, look, I think he's certainly up there mm. for sure. And a lot of it is just willingness to go and try block yes, shots yes. And, and change shots. And he's been dunked on a few times, yeah. but... He doesn't care. He doesn't know? generally get in foul trouble like the other big guys either. No, he's not obviously out there as much as the <laughs> no, other guys. He doesn't either. seem to get called from many. No, either. no, and he's he's been doing a really good job of being that rim protector. And you know, a guy of his size, you know, you, you get into the paint and you see him coming across the weak side. You, you mm. got to change your shot. Mm. So it's um, yeah, he's, he's certainly one of the better ones in the league for sure. Mm. Nathan Sobey, is this the best basketball we've ever seen him play? I mean, he's putting up twenty-seven point six points over the last five games, but. I feel like he's playing the best team basketball yeah. we've ever seen of him as well. Yeah, he's 
uh, in a zone right now. Mm. And it, it's, it's awesome to see. And this is kind of the, the Sobes that I expected coming into the season. Yep. It's taken a bit of adjustment for him, obviously. Mm. But, I mean, what he's doing right now is awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is... Yeah, certainly some of the best basketball I've seen him play, and I've been on the wrong end of him a couple times as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, just, I mean, he's always going to be that scorer and, mm. and be that scoring punch, but the way he's going about it, I think, is different to how he used to go about it. Mm. Um, and he's, he's been a game changer for them. In well, the, in the uh, there was one moment games. late in the game against Sydney where he took a bad quick three yeah. when, when they were, I think they were still only mm-hmm. four points up and Sydney were making a run, but... I think he realised that that was the wrong decision, and every play he made after that was the right one. Yeah. So I think he's learning how to be, be that better finisher and rely on his teammates a bit yeah. more. Yeah. Well, that's it, and the fact that he's got some some good teammates around mm. him now obviously makes a big difference. Yes. And and like I said, there was a bit of an adjustment period for him. Mm. But GCA, he's, you know, again, if we if we had have seen this Sobey from the very start, it'd mm. be him and Bryce in the MVP yeah. conversations. This is one. You signing and roster move I didn't expect us to no. be t- talk, talking oh, no. about, Cody. Um, Junior Madut has been let go from the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and Tom Vodanovich has been brought in, obviously a championship winner of the Sydney Kings. Yep. He played at the New Zealand Breakers. Um, this catch you by surprise. Very much so. Mm. Uh, yeah. When I saw that, it was very unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit, of out, bit out of the blue, bit out of left field. <sighs> Junior Madut has, has proven that he can play in this league, yes. and I thought... Being at Tassie was his perfect fit, mm. just the way he plays and the way he goes about it. I think I thought that was his perfect fit. Mm. You got a guy like McDonald doing what he does. I yes. mean, it's going to be hard for you to find minutes anywhere. Well, I mean, McDonald is the is the guy that's playing behind Crawford and yeah. Doyle. Yeah, and there's not just there's no minutes there Absolutely left. Absolutely none. No, and look, McDonald has certainly proven that he's an elite point guy. Yes. So and yeah. just the way it's he's crazy scoring. to think he's still a development player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. Scott Roth talks about him as their next star, yeah. and he's absolutely playing at that level. Very much so. He's been awesome and just super consistent. Mm. So, yeah, look, I mean, obviously not a whole lot of minutes to, to go <laughs> no. um, and to find when when those guys are all playing. So, look, it's unfortunate. Uh, I think he finds his way on a different team next mm. year, but yeah. um, hopefully that happens. But, uh, look, Tom Vodanovich, yeah, that's, that's a big signing. That's, that's a good mm. pickup, I think, um, Bit of toughness, yes. Uh, on the defensive end is, is probably what Scott Roth's gone for. Oh, um, I think you're right. I think the thing that they've been missing this season is that little bit of toughness, mm-hmm. bit of rebounding, and that defensive grit. And yeah. something that makes them tough to play against that yep. they've had the last two years. They haven't had that, but no. he's not a lot of fun to play against. No, he's he? not. No, <laughs> big body, strong, happy to hit you, mm. and happy to get up and yes. in and 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 do all the little things and. I think that's the perfect signing. And then on the other end is an absolute knockdown shooter. Yeah, so, yes. again, stretches the floor. So um, I'd assume he'd be coming in kind of for Jack, letting mm. him sit for a bit. And Yeah, look, really good signing. And, and again, something that I think came out of left field. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, before we move on and take our last break and turn attention to round 14, Cody, have I missed anything? Anything else from the last week of basketball? Well, actually... We didn't even mention the Adelaide 36ers. Yes. So they celebrated their 1999 championship. They wore some uniforms that I wish they would wear a lot, more, a, lot, a lot more often. Yep. And they've now created a big three with Trey Cal running the point and you know, 24 points, 10 rebounds, five assists on the back of a triple-double the week before. DJ Vasilovic is just fearless with the shots he takes, yep. 30 points. Um, and then Isaac Humphreys is become a focus for them. Yeah. So 16 points and seven rebounds. They beat Melbourne United. Um, 
I know it's only one win in a season. They've only won six for the year, but how big was that for them on a night that was their biggest ever crowd in Adelaide mm-hmm. and celebrating a 25-year anniversary? Yeah, huge. Look, going up against a team that lots of us thought are almost untouchable, mm. you know, in saying that, I think Melbourne has been not great this past couple of weeks. Mm. So, but we can touch on that in a bit. Adelaide were unbelievable. Um, awesome to, to see them come out and, and do that on a night where they're celebrating history of the club. Mm. In, like I said, some some of my favourite jerseys yes. going around. And you're right, I, I wish they wore those more often because mm. they're, they're so cool. They're awesome. I don't um, know why they ever changed the logo and the colours. I mean, yeah. when I think of Adelaide, I think of the royal blue, yeah. the red and the yellow. Yep. I don't know why they ever changed. Yeah, I don't know. It is what it is. You know, mm. teams do this sort of stuff. So, But... Yeah, look, the, the big three in Kel Vasiljevic and, and Humphreys has been awesome. Um, and then just getting bits and pieces from, from the rest of the crew has, has been really good. Mm. So um, massive win, massive win for them. And they just kind of get free swings at people. Yep. Uh, and they're a dangerous team. You know, they're certainly talented enough to be able to, to get wins in this league. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough in the position they're in. Um, with, with how they kind of fell way down the ladder mm. and they're not really playing for a whole lot. Mm. Um, probably more more pride in, in the club and, and themselves and the fans than anything. So to go out and get a win against Melbourne, it was huge. Last one on that. What about for Jason Kadee? He has fallen out of the rotation. Yep. He comes in late in that game. He grabs a massive offensive rebound yep. and he draws a couple of fouls late and they put the ball in his hands because they mm-hmm. trust him late in that game. And he was a big reason why they held on to win. What does that say about him? Oh, ultimate professional, mm. you know, and, you know, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, Jace has been the go-to guy on teams. He's been that guy that just gives bits and pieces here and there and, and obviously, you know, being that veteran now and, and haven't been in the league for 107 <laughs> years. and He's um, getting close to 400 games. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Incredible. I know, I know. It's... um. Yeah, it's it's very impressive, especially after the, the injury he yeah, had. That was before he played one. Yeah. So, look, I think, um, yeah, ultimate professional and and a guy that is is willing to do whatever he needs when his numbers calling. And it was good to see him him go in and and be a bit of a game game saver for them. All right, Cody, let's take a break. We'll hear from Tab Touch and then we'll come back and look ahead to round fourteen. Sounds good. He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. All right, back on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle and I. I think we, I might have said we were going to preview round 14, Cody. We're up to round 15. Round 15 we're yeah. up to round 15 yeah. already. So, that, Sorry to anyone that listened to the start <laughs> of the show and I said it was round 14. Um, that's even more scary because yes, it's round it 15 already. So we're here thanks to TabTouch. So head to tabtouch.com.au or download the TabTouch app and we'll all try to help you find some winners. These multis are getting tougher because it's so hard to predict what's going to happen, Cody. Yeah, it really is. And, and trying to give a bit of variety as well mm. within it. But yeah, it's, it's getting harder and harder with, with teams finding some form and you know some of the top teams kind of falling a bit out of form. Mm. So it's, it's, been, uh, it's been hard to pick. Yes, but check out that TabTouch exclusives app yes. on, on TabTouch wherever you find it and we'll have some more options for you this week. Short turnaround, Cody. Wednesday night, things get under underway in round 15. It's at Nissan Arena. Brisbane Bullets on the back of a couple of wins and moving up into sixth place against the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, who 
He got a steadying win against Cairns mm-hmm. to remain solid in third spot. So this is a good way to start. Very good and and really interesting game. And you know, like we'll probably say with most of these games moving forward, lots of ramifications on on everything. Mm. Um, you know, wins and losses. Brizzy really need a win to to keep in touch with the top mm. six and. Tassie really need a win to to kind of separate themselves in that third spot. Um, so tough one. I think I think we see Tassie come out and probably get this one. Um, but if Brisbane play the same way they did against the Kings, mm. then then they're going to be tough to beat. You know, if if they're moving the ball the way they're doing, if they're making those those open shots that they did uh, against the Kings, then then they're going to be tough to beat. But uh, Tassie has a bit better bite defensively than Sydney do. Do we try to see Jordan Crawford take it inside and challenge yeah. and challenge Rocco Zakarski well, at all? Yeah, this is this is one of those games it's, where there's almost two feet, two two feet the difference yeah, between those two. Yeah, even even Ty and Bainsey are yeah. just so much bigger, yeah. and um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. And, and against guys like Norto and McDaniel, is mm-hmm. going to be a, a fun little matchup. Nathan Sobey, Milton Doyle is what I'm Can't wait. looking yeah. forward to as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, it's a heavyweight matchup right, right there. That's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I might be battling over in a spot in the all first team as well. Yeah, there might only yeah. be room for for one for of them. One of them. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. So, yeah, look, I'm I'm really excited for this one and kind of happy it's on Wednesday. Yes, can yes. see it sooner. Thursday night standalone game. You talked earlier about how Adelaide have a lot of free hits now for mm-hmm. the rest of the season, and they just made the most of one against Melbourne United. They can really make life tough for the Sydney Kings now. Uh, I imagine another big crowd at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and. DJ Vasilovic against his old team for the first time. This has, for a game that's bottom against the defending champs, yeah. this has blockbuster written all over it. Huge. Um, you know, obviously DJ is going to come out and be ready and raring to go. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how Sydney respond um, because you know we touched on their record in their last you know tennis game. It's just not good. It, mm. it, it's awful and. Again, still still sitting right there in, in that top four, but three and seven, three in the and last seven. ten. That's 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 terrible, you know. And the fact that they're still in the top still, four yeah. is, is very impressive, and just a bit of a testament to how they started the season. But you know, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's a must win for them, I think, just to right the ship a bit. Um, but Adelaide's going to come in swinging, mm. and uh, I expect. DJ, who I'm not sure who they're going to throw on him, probably mm. have to be Galloway or someone, just a bit of length, yeah, yeah. and he's going to have a big one. But uh, yeah, look, oh. I, I want to say Sydney get up and get it, but I just, I'm not sure with them right now. Mm. So I'm going to go with Adelaide. It doesn't feel like the ordinary game of a former player playing no. against his old team because there's there's a bit of bad blood there between DJ yeah. and the Kings, the way that... They didn't immediately clear him to to return to the league and go to Adelaide, and mm-hmm. he made his feelings clear, and he's made his feelings clear about the Kings. And yep. um, yeah, I mean, he, he's talked about how he wants to be the one that ends their their quest for for a three peat. Mm-hmm. This could be a, long, a good way to to go about it. It could be, it could very well be, but it could also play in the Kings' favour. Sure. You know, DJ yeah. could come out and try too hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look, going to be uh, a a good. Solid game, I think. If if DJ can just go about his business as per usual, not try and do it all himself, then yeah, I and think probably not too many half court shots. Yeah, no, not too many, not too many. One or two, I'll, I'll certainly be happy to watch. But um, yeah, look, I mean, 
the way the Sixers have been playing kind of better team basketball uh, is why they've been more successful. So hopefully uh, hopefully they can do it that way and, and make a, a real good game of it. Two massive games on a Friday night. So the New Zealand Breakers looking to bounce back now from yep. losing to the Perth Wildcats after winning four in a row before that. But I'm just excited to see more of Anthony Lamb and Zylan Cheatham playing alongside each other. Yeah. But Melbourne United, we talked last week about it, how Sydney were coming up against them off a loss. They're the one team you just don't want to play when they're coming coming mm-hmm. off a loss because they always always hit back. Yeah, they do. They really do. And uh, look, Melbourne's Melbourne's been a little bit down from what they had been. Mm. Um, you know, kind of. And look, it, it's tough to be at the level that they've been playing at for a whole season. Mm. So you, you're going to go through some slumps and um, kind of. You go through the motions a little bit, I think. Um, and you know, we've seen some games where they've kind of just gotten over the line because of their talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they got they got lucky to beat Perth. Um, but you know, again, uber talented, so you can rely on on having that bit of talent. Mm. But then I don't think they're quite playing as well as they did, kind of in that middle patch of the season mm. where they just looked unbeatable. Um, some guys look like they're maybe trying to get their own a little bit more than mm-hmm. they had been, mm-hmm. um, which I get. I, I totally understand. And um, I think Dean's going to have them ready and raring to go. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, on the other uh, other side is, is, is New Zealand. And, and you're right. I think just seeing more games with, with this roster together is going to be fun. And we've seen how good they can be. Mm. Um, Cheatham and Lamb are... are just a ridiculous duo and, and tough to guard. Tough to guard and then tough to go against on the other end of the floor. Yeah, well, I, I, they're better than I think people give them credit yes. for defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then against Perth, even though they lost, I mean, they combined for 52 points, but they also were efficient, 17 of 26 yep. field goals, 14 of 17 free throws. So to me, they're my, we've only seen them for probably three games together, but yeah. they're almost my favourite duo, yeah. duo already. Well, that's it. And the more games we get to see of them, the, the better they're going to get. Mm. So um, this is a this is a heavyweight battle, this one. Um, New Zealand need a win to, to keep their finals hopes alive. Well, they need to get back into the top six. They there. do. They've slipped out. They yeah. do. So, But look, I, I just think Melbourne's going to be um, too talented and, and, and ready to go, and I think they get this one. Second up on Friday, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. So short turnaround. So they play in Brisbane on Wednesday and then back home on Friday night, hosting the Illawarra Hawks, who, like we talked about before, it's incredible to say this, but they're the form team in the mm. competition. I think they're 5-2 and two under Justin Tatum. They're in fifth, fifth spot. Who gets this one? Uh, I, I want to say the Hawks because of the quick turnaround for Tassie. Yes. Um, and, look, I, I expect Wednesday night's game with, with Brizzy to be a pretty high-intense um, physical and physical game. Mm. So uh, I think that the the way the Hawks are playing, I think getting out and running, and, and just you know whether it's out of the net, just mm. pushing the ball up the mm. side, and we've seen them, you know, after a score, inbound it, one kick up the sideline, another kick up the sideline, yep. layup. Yep. So uh, I think that's going to be tough for for Tassie to turn around and try and guard. Mm. Um, and then on the other end, I think the Hawks are playing better defense. You know, oh, they're, they're sure. starting to starting to mix it up a little bit. They got their hands full with Tassie though um, on, on that end of the floor, so it's uh, it's going to be a fun matchup. But I, th- I reckon the Hawks get this one. Two more games on Saturday. First up, 
up in Cairns. The Cairns Taipans, they're another team that needs to needs to win if they want to try to get back into that top six. But like we talked about, the 36ers, this is another another free hit, even though it's on a short turnaround. Yeah, very short turnaround again. Um, but look, Cairns are going to be desperate. I think that uh, you know they're, they're still kind of in touch with the six, um, but can't can't afford to, to lose anymore. So especially this one, they yeah. can't can't lose to a team no. below them. No, they can't. I think there's only one team below them. Yeah, that's it. So. <laughs> I think that Cairns get this one, um, but yeah, look, they've, they've really got to start stringing some some games together and not taking quarters off. I think is, mm. is the big thing for them, and and really limiting their turnovers, um, which I think they can against Adelaide. I think you know if they're going to turn the ball over a lot, it's going to be their own doing. Mm. I don't think Adelaide are quite as good defensively as as most other te- teams. Sorry, um, so. Yeah, look, it will be self-inflicted, which we've seen before with Cairns, yes. unfortunately. Yes. But uh, well, I think Cairns get this one. Second up on Saturday, the Perth Wildcats back at home for the first time in a few weeks now that RAC Arena is back into a basketball venue and yep. not, a, not a tennis <laughs> stadium. Um, open air as well. Yeah. Um, certainly no problem with the weather, so there's not going to be anything that yeah, no. will <laughs> stop that happening. Against the South East Melbourne Phoenix team that, I mean, that's just pray that they get at least some bodies least, back. I mean, yeah. I think Alan Williams is just a matter of He's going to have to keep dealing with that knee injury, but yep. let's hope that Nader with his hand and Brown with his groin are okay to play. Um, either way, do you give the Phoenix any chance? No, unfortunately. Um, yeah, look, it's it's tough. And you know, coming, coming to Perth is always difficult. Mm. Um, but with the spectacle of the open air and um, just the way the Cats are playing right now, I, I just I can't see the Phoenix getting this win at all. Um, hopefully we see all three imports back. That'd yes, be huge yes. for them um, because if they're not, then it could be a bit of a bloodbath again, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Sunday. Every game this round has yeah. ramifications in Jeez. some way and Sunday is no different. So the Brisbane Bullets at home again, hosting the Illawarra Hawks. So again, we're seeing some teams on short short turnarounds. So Brisbane have a bit of time from Wednesday night to, to back up, but... The Hawks have to come straight from Hobart, head up to Brisbane for the first game on a Sunday. So that's they play the second game on a Friday night, and mm-hmm. then the first game on Sunday. So tough, tough turnaround. But gee, this is this is a toss of the coin between the teams that come into the round, just cling to those mm. playing spots. Yeah, tough one for them. Um, you know, Brizzy with with a good little rest um, from from Wednesday to Sunday, and yeah, like you mentioned, the Hawks with a, a real quick turnaround. Um, but look, I don't think that'll worry the Hawks too much. They're not like a veteran stack team at mm. all. You know, they've got lots of young guys, lots of guys willing to run and, and stuff like that. So and they seem healthy. Yeah, yeah, they do, which is which is a nice change. Mm. <laughs> um, this is going to be a fun one as well. I think that, you know, two teams that are really pushing for that top six um, and, and two teams that I want to see in the top six. Yes. I want to see what they do um, come, come playoffs. Uh, it's a bit of a, a flip of the coin for me on this mm. one. Um, my thoughts are Brizzy purely for the fact that they've got a bit more rest between games. Um, no, no travel in between either. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go with Brizzy. Last game of the round, this could be the most fascinating one mm. because I'm not sure there's room in the top six for both of the teams that fought out for the championship last season. Mm. So the Sydney Kings back at home to the New Zealand Breakers. Um you could learn a lot from both teams from how this game plays out. Yeah, well, Kudos Bank Arena has not been a happy stomping ground for Sydney. I hope they've um, lost four of their last four five of their last home games. Five. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's not ideal. Mm. That's not ideal. And look, I, I think it, it's tough because the, the fans there aren't going to keep coming out if they're going to mm-hmm. keep performing the way they do. Um, so it'd be interesting to see the crowd there. Mm. I'm sure they'll they'll get a, a good crowd. Um, but this is this is a big one. This is huge and. Again, New Zealand, a team that, that can't afford to lose too many more games if, if they want to make the six. And Sydney, again, who can't afford to lose too many more games if they yeah. want to keep in the six or keep in the four at least. Yep. So um, I, I just I, I can't see how the Kings guard the breakers. Um, you know, I, I do think New Zealand get it, but then that's saying Kings are going to go over two this weekend, which is oh, I also struggle to see happening. But I, I think they'd be out of the top six if that yeah, happens. The, the way they're playing right now is is tough to back them. Um, so let's go with the breakers. Um, but yeah, look, I think that's going to be a big game. Either way, depending on if things go to plan how you thought early in the week, one of those teams is going to go zero and two yep. this weekend. Yeah, not ideal. Mm. Not ideal for two teams that need some wins. So tough matchups. I mean, you know, New Zealand with Melbourne and Sydney and Kings with... Kings with Adelaide, who are playing a lot better basketball in Adelaide with, with a bloke that wants to absolutely torch them. Yep. Uh, and then back into a, a New Zealand team who, who's playing some good basketball right now. So Kings need to figure it out. Um, New Zealand need to bounce back. And uh, it's going to be an interesting round. All right. So that'll be round 15, Cody. I'm, it doesn't feel like we've had 15 weeks of no, basketball. It but um, I guess we have. I guess it's the rea- reality. So a lot to look forward to. Every single game. This week has a lot riding on it. Go to Tab Touch and try to try to line your pockets a little bit. If we, <laughs> if you maybe take the opposite of our advice, Cody, yeah. might be the best way to, best way to go. But but check it out at tabtouch.com.au or on the Tab Touch app. Or if you need some some shoes or need some some basketball merchandise, Cody, head to Hoop Seven. If you're in Perth, go go to Murray Street. Or if you're anywhere else. Go to hoop7.com.au. That's been a lot for us to cover once again, Cody. That yeah. hour flew by once again. Thank you to Elvis, who's conked out and having a nice little little sleep all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I'm Chris Pike. I'll sign off and leave you with the, the final say, Cody. Yeah, look, looking forward to a big round. Lots of, uh, lots of movement amongst the latter, I think. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. He'll make it for sure. Now that's why I backed him on Tap Touch. Hey, Luke. Yes, Gene Simmons. He is probably the best when it comes to this stuff. Thanks, Gene. You've got the touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1 800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.